Welcome to Native Calgarian. I'm Michelle Robinson. My spirit name is Red Thunder Woman. I was born Michelle Elliott, another English-sounding name which has afforded me privilege in a colonial world. My mother is Northern Slavey Denny, or Satu Denny, but my Indian Act and Post status card by the Canadian government says Yellowknife Denny. <laughs> My father is so Canadian that I'm a daughter of the Mayflower and a daughter of the American Revolution while having an Indian Act and Post Office card. I was born in Calgary. <laughs> I acknowledge my lineage and where I was born because even though I'm native and even though I was born here, my family is not part of the Treaty 7 signatories. And my indigenous nation still roots me in the land of the hair people, also called the Great, ba <laughs> the Great Bear Lake people and Treaty 11. I'm native to Turtle Island, and my nation is a visitor to the area of Clincho Tene Indahe, or Many Horse Town, named after the Calgary Stampede in Dene. My cousins are the Sutene, the Dene people of this fair area. area. All right, Native Calgarian is being recorded on the lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Blackfoot south of the U.S. Canadian imposed border, the Blackfeet. North of the border is the Siksika, Gunai, and Bigani of the Confederacy. These lands are also on Treaty 7 as of 1877, with the signatories that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Stony Nakoda, Wesley Chiniki, Bearspaw Nations, and Suchina. We acknowledge all Indigenous, Métis, Inuit, First Nation, and other nations across Turtle Island as the keepers of this land that come to live, work, volunteer in, the, in my uh, wonderful city that I get to call home. Any mistakes or misinterpretations are on me. I encourage questions so that it can be cleared up as quickly as possible. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous, but I can share what I think I know as I walk down the red road. My Patreon account, Native Calgarian, please pledge and support. Again, thank you, Kenna, Matt, Sharon, Diana, and Judy for signing up. If you have any questions or comments, nativeyyc at gmail.com. Today, I have a special guest, Ekpak Gray. And that's why I was laughing so hard because, as it turns out, I'm not very good at uh, pretending like other people aren't sitting beside me. And we were just joking beforehand. So, with all further ado, I'm going to introduce my friend Ekpak. Hey, Ekpak. Unasakut, Michelle. I'm so grateful you're here. So am I. So tell us a little bit, who is Ekpak Gray, according to people who listen to my show and know nothing about you? Unasakut, Uvanga Ekpak Gray, Ekalukdutak Mutavunga. Good evening, everyone. My name is Ikpak Gray, and I am from Cambridge Bay, Nunavut. Awesome. Thank you for that introduction. I don't know. Uh, well, first of all, you're my very first guest ever. I am very honored to be your guest. Well, I'm honored um, that you're not only my guest, but that you've been staying in our house the last week. And I'm super sad to say that you're leaving us tomorrow. I wish I could extend my stay, but it's too late. <sighs> All right. We were going to try to do the uh, reschedule because it's a long weekend thing through the airports, but it didn't work out that way, hey? No, it didn't. No. So, you know, we've had quite the adventure since you've been here for a week. Um, I was telling my listeners that you took me on a helicopter plane or a helicopter ride. That was pretty cool. Yes. In fact, uh, besides meeting Kent here today... The helicopter ride was 
the highlight of my week. <laughs> right on. And you went door knocking with me and you met the premier and the uh, minister of culture, um, Mr. Miranda. That is correct. It was, uh, I had a lot of fun today, actually. Yeah? Especially going door, door knocking. Oh, I'm so glad. So. Um, Ekpak and I, we um, met each other through the Indigenous Peoples Commission. So we both are pretty experienced at door knocking. And uh, it was pretty shocking to have such a, you know, army to go door knocking with, hey? Yeah, we had at least uh, two dozen people uh, door knocking with us today. Yeah. I was actually surprised. Yeah, I know. That was so fun. We, um, I talked to the main organizer and he said uh, 30 people. They did a count. They, did, they had 30 people. We did that um, that knock so quick that we did it in less than an hour. That's amazing. <laughs> and I even had one of the most experienced door, door, door knockers I know with me, my daughter. I thought I was the experienced door knocker. Mm. Anyway, so I'm glad that you were able to go door knocking with me. <laughs> I think this episode is going to have a whole lot of us laughing. Ekpak, why don't you tell the, the listeners what it is you do for a living? So first, my uh, day job is I work for the uh, government in Nunavut, Department of Justice. I do a lot of outreach work in my community, so... I mainly, I my main job is to work with the youth. Awesome. Well, I know uh, I get a lot of texts from you um, doing all sorts of different things. And one of the wonderful gifts that you gave me was this uh, Cambridge Bay patch of the fire department of NU. Yes, um, I'm also a full-time volunteer firefighter with the Cambridge Bay Fire Department. I've been a firefighter for... Just over four years now. Oh, geez. That's a while, hey? It really is. Yeah, what are some of the uh, things that um, have shocked you the most? Uh, one of the major things that shocked me was uh, a major house fire. Uh, the morning, like 3 o'clock in the morning, the day I was supposed to fly. And I still flew. You still flew, yeah. I know, I... Uh, some of the texts I get from you, my friend, I worry about what's going on up there because you're, you know, you're isolated and there's not that many and it, you're not paid, obviously, to firefight. Um, but it, it's what I do. Like, I love what I do. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing with us some of the highlights for sure. Oh, and also another uh, highlight uh, for firefighting back in 2016, summer of 2016, the uh, Can Canadian Air Show Tour was uh, in my community for Canada Day. Mm. And so what uh, what they asked, they, they asked the uh, fire department, our guys to be ready if anything goes down. Cool. Cool. Um, you and I went to the flight museum and... Um, I, oh, I gotta say, that was pretty boring. <laughs> Mainly because you couldn't go in any of the cockpits, right? That is correct. That is correct. And we also went to the military museum and we got to see that, uh, you know, one 
particular CF-18 seat that was deployed, and that guy, like, barely, barely lived through that. That was actually pretty amazing to see myself. Yeah, it was. And then, and I tie it in only because you were talking about being on standby for the air show, and, like, that's exactly the type of thing you would have to be on standby for. That is correct. Yeah. Well, what are some other things that you're looking forward to when you go back home? Going back to work. You're looking forward to that? Yes. <laughs> I actually enjoy my office environment. Oh, that's great. We, in my office, well, well, the Cambridge Bay Department of Justice office, we have uh, five, including myself. Wonderful. And I have to say it is the most wonderful office environment I will ever be in. Why do you think that? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, like, we're all there to support each other. Um, like, we all, we're all tasked with different jobs, but we pretty much all do the same thing. Sounds like a good family. It really is. That's great. Um, one of the things that I've been trying to encourage people to give me messages about and talk to me is uh, a link that I had given about the sexual exploitation prevention education for Indigenous girls by Dr. Dustin Louis. Um, Dr. Dustin Louis is a prof here at the U of C, and he's done some extensive thesis work and such on uh, you know the effects of jails around his area and how it has affected indigenous women specifically and uh, anyway his latest published work here is about you know prevention education for for these types of conversations and i was just wondering uh, what kind of um, programs and services you have up in cambridge bay nunavut that we um, probably are unaware of or you know anything that you you think that our people would like to, our listeners here that, you know, our biggest concern are which Tim Hortons is open. You know, that's the biggest concern for a lot of our listeners who are um, subscribed and, and, and listening. What are some of the things you want to share about your beautiful area of Cambridge Bay? Um, first of all, uh, we run a, I mean, when I say we, uh, it is the community wellness center they run a 28-day treatment pro program for five to ten women wow. who are trying to sober up mm. um i think one of the th root things i like to talk about when it comes to uh you know addiction issues is the obviously the intergenerational trauma that we've experienced and um I don't know, did did you have a residential school that you guys were flown in and out of to go to, or the uh, other generation? So, um, now, it's, now that's getting a little personal, but that's okay. Uh, my dad actually went uh, to residential school in Yellowknife to Akecho Hall. Oh, really? Yes. And then my family uh, went to... Fort Providence uh, Sacred Heart in uh, in NWT. So that's funny that they shipped my family down further south and then shipped your family. Huh. Um, and a lot of child welfare, obviously, that's one of the impacts today. So a lot of the root reasons for addiction. Um, do you have a lot of cultural practices that you try to uh, introduce? 
personally, no, but I know there are some cultural practices. Um, many of the people in Cambridge Bay go and talk to our elders. Mm. Um, like, our, our elders are very amazing. Yeah, that's great. Um, I know during the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, a lot of our elders actually, once they told their story, they were done. And we'd lost a lot. So I'm really happy to hear that you have lots of, you know, elders helping out in the community up there. It's hard. These are hard conversations sometimes. But I just want to highlight, you know, the good things that are, you know, you're trying to work on right now, present day. Because I think a lot of people don't get to hear what's it like in Cambridge Bay and, you know, the uh, Arctic uh, waters. And, you know, I'm sure people think of uh, polar bears and things like that. So for my community, we don't really have to worry about polar bears. Um, what we really have to watch out for is uh, black bears and brown bears. Really? Yeah, we our community first sighted a brown bear at the local dump back in 2016. Wow. And that's not quite normal for your area, is it? No, it isn't. So that's a direct uh, climate change effect, isn't it? That is correct. <sighs> ay, ay, ay. A lot of fishing in your area? Of course. Okay. Ikalagtutiak means a place of fish. Oh, thank you for sharing that with us. That's awesome. Um, I know that I wished that you could have brought that frozen fish. <laughs> I mean, I did have frozen fish. I just forgot it in the freezer. Oh, these are good problems. What have been some of the highlights about coming down here? <laughs> Ones that you want to share. So, my, like, the first day after I got here, we went to uh, Banff to the hot springs. Mm. And that was really nice. Yeah, hey? I'm glad you like that. No, I, uh, my husband surprised me around Easter time and he took me to a place called Ainsworth and they actually have the hot springs in a cave. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> and since Expac has been here, we've just had this like big sister, little brother relationship. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping next time you can come and join us. That would be great. So I I think I've already started planning my next trip after my cousin's wedding. Yeah, hey. Tell us about your cousin. Not really my cousin, but still. Uh, she's like family. Yeah. Yeah. So she's getting married August 25th in Fredericton, New Brunswick. And uh, she sent an invitation to my mom and I. So I, I, of course, I clicked, I'll be there. But unfortunately, my mom can't go. How come? <laughs> we just got accepted. We just got a grant to uh, renovate our house. Really? Yes. That's great. So I guess she'll be busy. She will be very busy. <laughs> and so will I. Right, right. So, But that's not going to change your plans to go to New Brunswick? No, it isn't. My tickets are already booked. Ah. I booked them like three months ago. That's awesome. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to brag about you on uh, my podcast was uh, 
ECPAC and I, because we're part of the Indigenous Peoples Commission, we went to Halifax recently together. And uh, there was this moment when we went out to um, the very edge where everybody goes to Peggy's Cove. And you know, right there, somebody had put up a bunch of stones in a way that was kind of offensive to ECPAC. Do you want to talk a bit about that? I'm still angered by that. Yeah, hey? Like... Who would do such a thing? Like, you need to educate yourself before you make these kinds of things. Yeah, so basically what we stumbled upon was uh, a lot of Canadians think it's really cool and a lot of tourists think it's really cool to appropriate Indigenous culture. And in ECPAC's case, uh, do you want to talk about the stones that were put together? No, like... I mean, they were, the way they, I guess I'll talk about it. The way they designed the Inukshuk was uh, the type that they had made indicated that there was uh, a food cache ah. in the area. Ah, and there was no food, obviously. None, None. at all. Yeah. I was disappointed. <laughs> but we did go to uh, Peggy's Cove and have uh, lobster after. You mean I had lobster. You guys watched me eat the lobster. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny because, you know, you had two Denny, you know, my cousin Charles and I were watching this Anuk trying to, oh God, I don't know what we were doing, butchering <laughs> this poor little um, red lobster thing. And then the waitress literally had to come over and help us out because we had no concept of what we were doing. And she even gave us instructions before all of this even started. I don't know. It was pretty funny. I actually, I ordered some kind of biscuit, so it was super already pre-made and yummy and fabulous. So that's, you know, I didn't do the full brains and everything. You were like dipping your yam fries right in his brain or something. I remember. Actually, yeah. Uh, so once you uh, open up the uh, the lobster, like once you cut it down the middle, um and you pull the shell apart, there's this, like, green stuff. It's actually really healthy for you. I forget the name of it, mm -hmm. but I was told it's very healthy for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I th thought it was very brave of you to eat all of that. Um, another thing I was super proud of you at, at the uh, Halifax convention was, I think there was a policy <coughs> resolution that went forward about telecommunications across the north. Yes, so um, I'll I'll explain a little more a little more about my situation. Uh, so each month I pay at least five hundred dollars a month for fifty gigs of internet, and we only get up to two point five mega megabytes per second. Yeah, no, I I think for Calgarians like. That's impossible. We can't actually, yeah, you can't. I'm pretty sure we're hearing right now brains exploding on the other side. I know mine did. Yeah, no, it, um, I know, like, so for me, because I'm from Calgary, and we have Wi-Fi basically everywhere, and, re and, and good reception everywhere. So even if I turn off my Wi-Fi, I can at least get a good signal to, to be on the Internet. So even when I was in, um, you know, Montreal, when I was in Winnipeg and when I was in Halifax, I was shocked 
how incredibly privileged I am to just be able to have Wi-Fi any any place, any time that I want. And uh, yeah, the idea of what you're talking about is something I can't comprehend. Even our public libraries give us access to internet. Yeah, we, we do have a community library as well, but their speeds are just as bad as mine. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm super uh, super happy that that passed. And but I was just reading an article on Nunatsi Avut. Nunatsi News. Um, that uh, a company out of Florida launched a new satellite. Oh. So that means that you're going to That get means we'll get uh, faster internet in the near future. Oh, that's good. That's great news, actually. Well, that resolution that passed, I, th- I wanted to mention that it was uh, unanimous after listening to you speak. And everyone in that, that convention was like, yeah, we, we can't have this. I, I, I'm still trying to get through like that speech I gave. Like I'm already sweating just thinking about it. Really? Yes. I remember going up to the mic in uh, Montreal to talk about Alberta energy issues. And um, the one thing that really scared me was the feedback that came back. So you're in a room full of thousands of liberals and you go to speak and and you hear yourself. So I almost had to like just ignore myself and speak and not focus on the on the bounce back at all. And uh, yeah, that was really intimidating. I remember being scared. You're thinking about that too. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me some things that give you great joy then. Things that give me great joy is uh, being around family. Uh, like what I do for my community is I, I'm giving a lot back to my community more than I should. But that's just who I am. Yeah. I know I, uh, it's a weird thing you hear about, you know, things like self-care and that, and I don't think people understand, like... Like, when I'm at home, I don't, I don't get very much self-care, because I, I, I carry around, around a radio Mm 24-7, so every time it goes off, I, I respond to either a medical call or a fire. Mm Mm-hmm, right away. Well, um... I don't have that kind of thing going on. I have my phone, but, you know, I can turn to turn it off and sleep. So Well, aren't you lucky? Aren't I, I lucky? I have to keep my radio on 24-7. Yeah, I know. I'm Well, I think it's great that you do that. And I hope that volunteer can one day turn into a paid gig, hey? I, I'm hoping to, but uh, another exciting thing for the Cambridge Bay Fire Department is... Uh, as some of you may have heard about the Canadian High Arctic Research Station, so my community was picked for for CHARS as the main research center in Nunavut. Actually, I think in all of Canada. Really? For northern research. Wow, that's exciting. It really is. So do you think that there's going to be new scientists that come in, or is there going to be, like, taking a, a pool of actual people already there? Um... I'm not a hundred percent sure of who's all there, but uh, my well, well, my community actually grew double in size since that's that building has been built. Really? 
Yes. Incredible. So what's the population in Cambridge Bay? So right now we are sitting about just short of 2,000 people. Jeez. That's um, hard for me to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like one subdivision here in Calgary. Yeah, maybe like half of one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, um... But anyways, to get back to the story, yeah, to sure. get back to my point, uh, so the federal government, uh, Polar Knowledge, um, had extra money laying around. Mm. So they were like, we have one point whatever million dollars sitting around. Pick a truck and we'll buy it. So actually, we're getting a brand new, uh, I think it's a 35-foot ladder truck. Wow. So that's going to help immensely? Yes, well. So I remember talking to you about um, apartments and uh, how many apartments do you have in that area for uh, 2,000 people? So we have a lot of uh, what's called 10 plexes. So there's five units on the bottom, five units on the top. Um, actually, the on July 27th, we had a, a fire in one of our 10 plexes. Mm. Um, but everyone was safe. Uh, we Once we got on scene, we got the fire under control in about 25 minutes. That's good. That's good. But yeah, I think that uh, I remember you telling me something to the effect that uh, you didn't, you had height restrictions and, and you didn't have the equipment for certain heights. Yes, that is correct. So we do, as a volunteer fire department, we have uh, height restrictions. So if I'm correct, and I think I know I am, our height restriction for us is two stories. But we have uh, a couple of, we have one building that's at least three stories. Mm, incredible. Well, I'm really excited for you to get this truck. I'm really happy it should, for you. It should be arriving by the end of uh, August, early September. And how is it going to come? It's coming up on what's called a sea lift. What's that? So it's a ship. It's a ship that carries like cargo, trucks, you name it. And it, it, each, like we get in my community, we get two ships from Montreal. Oh, really? Yep. So like uh, once every six months, or no, like our first ship should be arriving late August, early September, and our shipping lane. Is actually open now. Um, but uh, each summer, our, our, the, came, the port of Cambridge Bay, we get at least 10 sailboats. Um, five cruise ships. Uh, two... two um, cargo ships, and one fuel tanker. Oh, really? Jeez, Louise, I didn't even think about how, you know, you guys must get your gas. Last time I checked, I was paying a dollar thirty. Yeah, so that's um, basically what we're paying here in Calgary. Yeah, so we're watching that, you guys. Really, really, how is this guy from Cambridge Bay getting gas the same price as us um yeah 
guess that's another conversation for another day, but... Uh. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> and that's an inside joke, friends. An inside joke. Oh. We'll save the inside joke for another podcast. Or at least three emails. I need at least three emails before I'll talk about that. And maybe that'll be... Uh, you have to pay for Patreon for to find out more about that anyway. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about your home that you want to share with people, especially after meeting? Like we went to Cowboys and we met a few different people there and, you know, the type of questions people ask you. Is there anything else you want to share? I'd rather not. Yeah, yeah. We can save that for another conversation. Okay, sounds good. So if you have more questions about what it's like to live in Cambridge Bay, you're going to have to send me an email. And uh, if you don't have the email, it's nativeyyc at gmail.com, where I'd love to hear your comments or questions or, you know, other ideas that you'd like to hear. If you have special guests that you think I should be promoting, definitely would love to hear about that there. Well, I want to thank um, ECPAC for being my special guest today, but I also want to thank him for blessing and enriching my home by just coming and teaching my daughter a little more about your li- way of life up there and door knocking with Rachel and, and uh, well, our premier and uh, Ricardo, our our culture minister for this area. And then Kent Hare, just out of the blue, pops out of the voices meeting. Actually, yeah. Uh, tonight uh, we were leaving a meeting uh, in the downtown area. And so... I had like two seconds to cross the road, and so I just booked it across. And next thing you know, there's somebody honking at me, and then I hear a familiar voice yelling at Michelle. <laughs> Funny story, it was uh, Kent Hare. Yeah, I know, and so... And the funny story also is that Ekpak's been bugging me all week. Hey, let's go see Kent, let's go see Kent. And I Kent would, is so accessible. I asked Michelle on a daily basis at least maybe once or twice a day when can I see Kent Hare? Okay now he's exaggerating a little but we all know that Kent is totally accessible so you know it was just kind of a funny thing I was like ah tomorrow he has to leave he's not going to see Kent and then down comes driving down the road is Kent and his (laughs) team (laughs) what are the chances so um one of the things that uh, we were coming that from that meeting was a voices meeting. We're all getting ready for Pride. Um, Pride Police and Voices released a statement this week. So, you know, just trying to make sure we're ready for Pride and get our get our group together so that we're communicating with all of all of the people about it. Give us a call or uh, give us an email at uh, nativeyyc at gmail dot com. If you have any questions about other things that you want to talk about when it comes to Pride, if you want to meet up with me on August 16th, I'm doing diversity outreach where I'm asking people about uh, your relationship with the police. There's four questions. If you want to, you know, read them online and send me an email, we can do that. My email is uh, right on on the event, michelle at gmail or uh, michelle at 12csi.ca. And then I also have the Indigenous Book Club Chapters and Chat, which is August 20th. So if you want to come out and see me, those are some opportunities to come out. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian. And I want to thank my husband, Darcy, for helping me out with the podcast and putting it together. 
And that is episode four. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again later. This is Native Calgarian.